Welcome to our special episode of Onside Punt. Today we've got something a little different. Yeah, really exciting one today, Cad. We're catching up with uh, Jack Brooks. Uh, part of the Pro Cooker system has gone across to South Alabama. He played there for four seasons. Uh, top bloke, and we're just going to get a rundown of how it was and what it was like. So really excited, really excited, Cad. All right, let's dive in. Let's do it. First off, Jack, thanks for coming on the show. This is awesome to have you here. Uh, no worries. It's uh, good to be here. Haven't <laughs> had a chat in a while. Yeah, good. Well, uh, we'll start from the beginning, I guess. So you're a landscaper in Wagga playing Aussie rules. How'd you get started, you know, kicking an American football? I was sort of interested in American football there like that for a little while, but I was just watching, you know, Super Bowls and mm. stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, I wanted to change it up from playing Aussie rules. So I was looking around on the internet, sort of seeing, you know, if there was anything and Pro Kick Australia popped up. I gave uh, Chappie a call and he uh, got me down there for an assessment uh, in Melbourne. Went from there. He said, yep, I, I think you have you can um, come down here and train with us each week and live down here and we'll see if we can get you over to a college. So it uh, all happened sort of pretty quickly, really, over a couple months, really. We were talking to, to Nathan about it and he was saying that, you know, coming from Wagga, you have to go down to do the assessment in Melbourne. That's one trip. Yeah. But you were traveling back and forth there. And, and how long were you training with Pro Kick before you got to go over to, to college? Um, so I was in Pro Kick for about a year and a half. But I moved uh, after the assessment. Um, we had to sort out some like schooling stuff with me. So we were unsure if it was going to work out. But I moved down to Melbourne. It was in January. And then Stayed there for the whole year. Um, so then I wasn't traveling as much because it was just taking too much of a toll. Um, and then I moved back home probably just for six months before I ended up going over to there. So I was working back here in Wagga, traveling down on a Thursday night, staying the whole weekend uh, down in Melbourne, coming back Sunday and then working again. So it was, yeah, it was, you had to commit to it. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> full on. Yeah. Yeah, how how was that pro kick system for you? Was it like you've said it was pretty full on, but was it more technical base? Were you how how did that work for you and and in that year journey for you? Yeah, it was it was a lot of technical base because obviously everybody that can go there can really kick a football anyway because you know growing up playing Aussie rules, mm. so but it's just tweaking, um, you know, your steps and your ball drop. And obviously you're kicking more just torpedoes, uh, spirals. So it is a bit of a change, um, even though we still do a lot of drop punts um, at the college level. That's what the Australians are obviously best at. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it was a process. But I think once you get through that, like even first six months, you know, you go through a stage where you're not doing too well. You're trying to break the technique down. But once you start getting that technique right, it starts coming more natural. And, you know, then you're just concentrating on your hang time, your distance, uh, once you've sort of got the technique down pat. Were you practicing long snap, like holding for, for snaps of the field goal unit as well there? Yeah, so we do that as well. So because a lot of the times the punters are the holders uh, for the teams. You know, it was uh, important to practice holding for right and left footers because through my college career, I had a right footer first that I was holding for and then changed to a left footer. So, yeah, just had to make sure that was good. Yeah. So like that, that sounds, you know, 
it looks pretty easy on the field if you just take a glance at it. But I imagine the pressure of grabbing the ball out of the snap, putting it down in the perfect place. It's got to be yeah. harder than it looks, right? It's got to be quite difficult. Yeah. So it does look easy, but it's like, yeah, there's more. I was more nervous going out there holding than I was going out there to punt because I feel mm. um, uh, you, the kicker's relying on you to make sure it's down there perfect for him so he can kick it through and... You know, so that's why I was more nervous doing that. But um, once you're working with them every day, you know, it's it just comes natural after a while. Put more pressure on holding a long snap than yeah, 11 blokes running at you trying yeah, to smash so you in half. <laughs> you know, that wasn't too bad as, um, you know, as long as you get the ball off or, you know, if I had a bad snap, well, then I'm like, oh, geez, I need to get it off <laughs> quicker here. But um, I only been hit a couple of times um, because we had a – snap on the ground and still got the kick off and everything like that. But it's amazing how quick they can uh, get right to you <laughs> with all the pads and helmets on. They're very quick. So I might take you back to where you've gone through the pro kicker system and then do you put yourself up to the colleges to get offered? How does that process work? And what did it feel like to get that offer from a college? Like, Yeah, so uh, with like pro kick, a lot of like Johnny and Chappie, the coaches there, they would they would do a lot of, obviously they do a lot of the talking to the coaches, but, you know, we don't really know sort of where we're going to end up or they don't really tell you either and say, oh, we've got this one in mind, we've got this one. So you're sort of just training the whole time and not really knowing. So it's more, it's good in that way because you're just focusing on trying to get better. But then usually each year, pro kick, they'll go over to the States for about three weeks. Um, So they'll take the boys in the program at that time over. So I was fortunate enough then that year, I think it was 2018, uh, we went over to the States and um, we, we had South Alabama interested in me and it was easier. So we went down actually to the college. I went down with Johnny and just a couple other boys and they wanted me to kick in front of them. The head coach offered me the scholarship straight after we finished. So, oh, wow. on the spot. I was like, oh. oh, yeah, well, you know, so it all sort of that happened wow. pretty quick as well. But then, obviously, because uh, the scholarship opened up, mm. but they couldn't get it until next season. So, I obviously had to go back home uh, to Australia for a while, but still just practicing. But yeah, it was. Um, unreal experience because I, I wasn't expecting it you know you just sort of think oh they'll be like yeah you know we'll get back to you we'll see it yeah it worked out and then we drove down to new orleans that night and we went out on bourbon street so we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cause for celebration hurricanes yeah a few hurricanes i don't remember too much of the night oh, i don't think you would have oh. <laughs> that's brilliant so uh you go you go from wagga wagga melbourne for a bit and then you straight over to South Alabama, which is not the, uh, I guess, most transition, like smooth transition to, yeah. to go anywhere. How is the culture shock? You know, new food, heavy accent. I wouldn't be able to understand yeah. most of what they're saying there. How'd you go with it? It was different. Um, I was so excited, though, about this new experience. But, um, you know, I couldn't understand them. They couldn't understand me, <laughs> um, even though we all speak English. But, yeah, the the accent kind of thing was hard. Um, the food was different. Uh, like, just everything. Like, the portion sizes of food, they eat so much. Um, 
So I remember for fall camp, you know, the boys were having like four plates of food and I'd have one plate and that'd be <laughs> enough for me. So, you know, but it, it was all just, it was good fun because it, it just being over there, different experience, um, you know, everybody got around you too because you're from Australia. They're asking you uh, everything about kangaroos and stuff and, you know, you, I got over that after a little while because everybody would ask mm. the same question. But, <laughs> um, but it was all it was all good fun, and you know, I just tried to embrace it all. Um, and you know, playing a new sport um, in a different country, you know, not too many people really get to do that. So I was just having a good time. What's What's it like though? With I guess they're a big squad, aren't they, compared to Australian yeah. rules? So what are you, a 53-person roster? Is that what you were sort of? Uh, so usually we would take about, like, 60. This is for, like, just travel to mm. two games for the weekends. We'd take about 60. But there's usually about – we had, I think, like 110 maybe on our oh. team. So it takes a while to remember names. You Honestly, you're walking around the locker room and – you don't even know. You think, oh, wait, who is this? Like, I don't even know. So, yeah, there's there's a lot on the team. There's a lot going on. Like, even, you know, uh, your weight sessions, they've got to split it up in a lot of groups because there's just so many. Like, it's... That's so, a lot of personalities as well. Yeah, a lot of personalities. Yeah, um, yeah. It, you know, it's enjoyable. You try and get to know everyone. And, you know, once um, you, you with them every day, so you do get to you know, get to know them uh, pretty well. And are you in the same classes as these guys? Like obviously college, you've got to be combining your academics with your athleticism. Yeah. Are you all doing the same degree? I think you did sports management. Yeah, sports management. So I had, uh, you know, in maybe average in my class, I'd have, you know, maybe three or four from football. And then you get other ones from uh, the other sports as well. But then, you know, just had a lot of just regular students in there but yeah it, was it a big challenge splitting between the study football and did you have much free time as well or uh yeah so i struggled first up with because like i i'd been out of school like i moved over there when i was 26 um i think i was so i'd been out of school for a little while so it it took me a little bit to get back into the swing of the school side of things but um they do a great job with like scheduling everything out for you we used an app called teamwork so it had everything that you needed to do for the day um so you know it, it did make it easy there, there wasn't really too much free time especially during season um it was pretty full on and especially you know you're doing five classes as well as training and then uh you know being away for the weekends getting back late and stuff so once I got to manage that, um, it, it honestly is, it's just good fun. That's mm. massively full on for a schedule as well. And you're trying to adjust everything and hopefully see yeah. the country. I did see, um, yeah. as you noted, you, you came in a bit older than the boys who were in your team, at least the new ones who are in your team, and they called you kind of the dad of the group. Yeah. So how, did, how did that was, play out? Yeah, no, that was good. They'd, uh, you know, they'd come to me for advice on um, some stuff and, and everything like that, but you know, I, I noticed the age difference a lot because you, you're getting like some 18 year old kids in there and, you know, I'm 26 and especially finishing up um, just last year, I was, you know, 29. So, mm. and uh, basically 11 years older than some of these ones <laughs> coming in. So, 
they're looking at me going, is, is he a coach or is he actually <laughs> a player or something? I'm like, oh, I'm playing, it's all right. But. So they're looking for advice, obviously, you know, how to talk to a girl, what, how to dance at a yeah. club, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, look, I, I probably wouldn't be that good at telling them advice on all the girls and stuff. I may be able to give them good advice on how to drink, um, you know, but... Um, yeah, they'd come to me it, just about stuff like that or, or you know, like schoolwork kind of thing, not as if that I'm smart, but just trying to manage everything. And it does get a lot sometimes. There's a, there's a lot of pressures with it. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are being away from home and they're a lot younger as well. So it is tougher on them. I tried to do my bit, try and help them as much as I could. But, yeah, no, I had a really good time with them and, you know, they kept me younger for a while anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> how much um how much importance does the football team itself have on the com- college and community though like is it quite in quite important overall like- yeah like uh throughout the community like we've done a lot through like mobile the city as well mm-hmm. so you know you you're always um you know you, you're the eye of like the public there especially in that community because um you know even on campus and stuff so it's it's important to be very respectful, uh, everything like that, because it comes back to the coaches as well. Like, but um, I thought it, you know, all the boys were always good um, with that. You know, we had some issues every now and then with some players, but that's just what it's like being young. I feel yeah, um, pretty natural. You make that mistakes, age. yeah. You know, and uh, obviously, as you say, you, you you're known everywhere. You're at the heart of this community and you're getting, you know, what are the crowd numbers at your at your games? I think um, our stadium was 25,000 seats. So we'd average about 18 to 20. Mm. Um, so, yeah. you know, a decent, decent crowd. Yeah. And then when we play the bigger games, when we play some big schools, you know, you, you're looking, I think my first ever game of American football I played against Nebraska. So it was in front of 90,000. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty scary first up. Um, and What's then, that atmosphere like? That must oh, it's incredible. unreal. Like it's yeah. so, it, yeah, it was the best experience, you know, it was like an AFL grand final and yeah, like I'll never forget that one. And you know, when we played Tennessee up there, um, 75,000 they had. So just, fans are giving it to you but it's just so much fun like being out there um around it all that that's like once in a lifetime well not yeah. even once but not for everybody that's a super rare opportunity experience being in the middle of the field like college system if anyone hasn't seen the college games there's full marching band in the stands yeah there's cheerleaders everywhere the, the crowds are packed and going absolutely ape mm. every minute yeah. of the game it, that would just be crazy now Handling all that pressure, I did allude to it before, when you've got your first kick, as you said, in front of 90,000 people, and you've got these guys who are, how big are the boys on the opposite side coming at you for blocking the punt? Uh, some of the boys, you know, they're, oh, eight, well, you know, six four, six five. some of them, big boys, they're, they're at least 140 kilos, I'd say, like some <laughs> of them. Um, and then you've got, You've got some quicker ones there too on the outside, like edge pressure for me. Um, and then the returner, he's usually like a little bit smaller, but so quick. So it is it is a little bit intimidating, especially that first time because, you know, uh, especially in that first game, I wasn't too sure of how quick they were going to come. Mm. Whereas now, like uh, experience-wise, 
playing. I I was be able to hold the ball longer, everything like that. I could sort of adjust, but that's I'm sort of like, all right, just get the ball off, kick it <laughs> downfield, don't do anything stupid, and sort of see what happens. But it's if I get hit, you get hit. But as long as I can get the ball down the field, um, do my job. That's that's fine. Do you remember the moment from when the ball touched your hands to when it landed? downfield or is that just a quick blur yeah that's just a quick blur now um <laughs> i uh, especially uh running out there for the first one it just felt as though like they're just ninety thousand eyes on you and oh, <laughs> just wow. looking it um you know but you trained up to that moment um and that's what pro kick is so good with you know like it's intense at pro kick, but they make it so it's a easy adjusting life for you when you get over here and you can handle that, you know, kind of pressure. So game day for you, how often would you get on the field itself? Like how many opportunities would you have in a regular game? Yeah, well, especially the first two seasons, we we struggled a lot more. So if your team isn't as good, like I usually would be out there a bit. So okay. um, I think the most in a game I punted was 11 times, I think. Wow. That's quite a bit. Um, oh, honestly. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then other games I could just maybe have two or three. Um, but especially the last couple of seasons I played, we were a lot better. I I'd maybe average like three a game, maybe around about. So not too much, but it's just the you just got to really mentally focus because you you only get limited opportunities. Mm. So you just need to make sure that when you go out there, um, you make the most of those opportunities. It's yeah, you have that pressure for yourself, but I think after you've been doing it for a little while, it's yeah, it just sort of becomes just a normal game for you. What was the what was the actual biggest game you ended up playing in? You had some success towards the back end yeah yeah biggest game well i thought we got in the bowl game uh last season um even though we we didn't play too well in the bowl game against uh western kentucky but you know i think that was that was big for us the program because we went from uh when i first started by winning two games to that last season we played to winning uh 10 games whereas uh, out of the 12. So, and really we should have, I, I feel as though we should have won all 12. Like we only lost to UCLA by a point or something. And then uh, we played Troy and that was a close one. And it's always a rivalry between them. So, you know, that could have gone either way. So we've, we changed it right around. So last season was a really big successful year for us, but it was just disappointing for the bowl game. But, you know, Western Kentucky, they had a really good quarterback as well and they just, they moved the ball really well. Helmy and I were talking about this last night, but if you could take us on the field for a moment, you know, what's that one memory that, that sticks in your mind? I think that first time it was in 2021, we were playing Bowling Green up there. Diego, who was field goal kicker, we went out there to win the game off a field goal. That was a really good moment and that was sort of, I was holding for him for that first time as well that season wow so it was uh that was really cool like i'll never forget that and then even last year uh we were playing louisiana there and louisiana had always been beating us they've been really good um over the you know past four years at least and 
it was a drawed game there and the family uh, even flew flew over from Australia oh, um, and they were there to watch that one and we beat Louisiana by a field goal um, with two seconds left. So, wow. Um, so that was pretty cool. So mm. I think those two, you know, even though they're not punting ones for me, but it was just such a great moment like with, uh, you know, your mates out there and, you know, I'm glad that uh, – they went through and I'm glad I didn't stuff anything up there because remember <laughs> that as well. But um, yeah, those, those are my two favorite. Yeah. I was, I was just going to speaking on the family and friends. Did they get to come across much and, and see you play? Like uh, not as much. Like I know uh, the family first season got to come over, um, but then COVID hit for the oh, next year. Of course. Yep. So 2020, they didn't 2021. They still couldn't. It was, you know, they were easing restrictions, but it was still bad. But then, yeah, they come over for uh, 2022. You've now ended your college career, coming back home. What's next for you? You know, how are you going to fill the void of 90,000 people eating your yeah, chest? Um, uh, you know, I might just have to get down to Marable here at Turvey Park and <laughs> try get 90,000 down there. <laughs> um, but no, I've... Uh, I'm going to use my uh, sports management degree. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting into being a player agent. Mm. So I want to move uh, down to Melbourne or Sydney, which I want to do some more study just with sports law and uh, that kind of thing. So that's sort of my next uh, journey I want to take, get into that side of things, the business side of things in sport. So, yeah, so hopefully – you know, just getting back here for a little while. I'm just landscaping just for a little bit, you know, yeah. just to settle back down in for a while and then um, I'll make that move up to uh, down to Melbourne or up to Sydney there. So That's awesome. Got a few, few options anyway with uh, stuff, so hopefully can get into even some AFL teams uh, or some uh, league teams there and, you know, just work my way up. So That'd be great. Yes, that'd be great. Come this, come this way, come this way. It's, yeah, I, I think I might have yeah, to. Yeah, it's good down here. It's, yeah. warmer, it's warmer up in the Sydney side, if you know, you, you like that. Alabama, I'm sure you got used to better weather. I don't know why you'd go to rainy Melbourne. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Especially training in the, that at Pro Kick, it was never, it was always windy, it was always raining, it was <laughs> yeah, four seasons in one day there, but, you know, it's always good. <laughs> it was just more of a curiosity around... Any? Did you play with anyone that ended up getting drafted to the NFL, or like yeah. that that you see are going on to do bigger and better things that you played with? Yeah, um, I was with uh, Jalen Tolbert, who was one of our wide receivers. He's at the Cowboys, so he's you know trying to cement his spot. I think obviously it must you know it takes a couple of years, but I think they've got some good ones there at receiver as well, though. So I think he he still seems to be going well. He's fitting in with them, so hopefully he'll get more of a, a go. And then uh, Darrell Luda, uh, he's got picked up to the 49ers now. Okay, uh, he was um, he was a cornerback. Uh, for us, so he he was really really good. So um, I think this this will be his first season coming up uh, for the Forty ers But hopefully he'll get in there, get a start, and I think he's going to do uh, big things. For That's them. so <laughs> exciting to see your mates go yeah. through the NFL draft. Holy hell! Yeah. So are, are you a big follower of the NFL now, or more than you were? Um, 
Yeah, like I'll follow it um, as much as I can. You know, if there was there was always a game on, especially, so I'd just have a look and you know see. And I, I was actually a Cowboys supporter, but then I sort of went to like 49ers because of uh, Mitch Wisnowski. Mm. I really liked him, the the punter, Australian punter. So, um, the big 49ers yeah, so fan. I'll always watch as many Aussies as I can because there's yeah. always going to be a punter in there now, especially from pro kick. So. From what you've seen, I don't know if you had the time to catch up on all that's happened in the off-season because there's been so many moves, especially since yeah. the draft. Do you have a team in mind you think is going to take it to the Super Bowl this year for a, a way-too-early projection? Um, see, I always think, like, I don't know, uh, the easiest one to say is the Chiefs. I, I always think, you know, they they always just seem to just play well in those moments and, and be up there. So I think, you know, the Chiefs will be up there again. I'd love to see... Uh, 49ers back, you know, up there. But, um, you know, even Seahawks, you know, with Michael mm. Dixon there, I want them up there. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just like seeing all the Aussie boys. So Seems like 49ers is a bit of consensus on this show. <laughs> Nathan yeah. said it, Dave said it, I've said it. <laughs> if they can get a quarterback, we're in business. It's just, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Wanna see yeah, it. see how it goes. Yeah. Well, that leads me into my question. So, if you were to strip anyone out of the AFL current player and take them across to be a punter, who's that player that you would you would take? Yeah, You're a player manager now. You're a player manager now. You know. Yeah, so I was having yeah. to think about this. So I'm gonna actually have to contact him now anyway, <laughs> going to come over. But I think uh, Charlie Kerno. Um, I think especially last year he won the longest. Uh, Longest Torb, I think, is that uh, before the grand final as over well. The, over the Yarra? Over the Yarra. Yeah, over the Yarra. He, yeah, I think yeah. he finished with a 63-metre mm. Torb there. Um, <laughs> and he won the Coleman last year, didn't he? Well. So yeah, I, think, yeah. um, I think he's got a good leg on him, so I reckon he would be able to fit in straight away. It's going to be your first signee, eh? Hey? First signee. <laughs> so if Charlie Kerno is listening... Um, just contact me and we can get it sorted. So <laughs> we'll reach out to you for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll need a bit of something. So <laughs> awesome. I think I think that's it for our yeah. questions, hey Holmes. Yeah. Thanks yeah. so much for joining us, Jack. This has been great, man. Yeah. We really appreciate yeah. your time. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for reaching out too. So if you need anything down this way, reach out. We can always. Yeah, no, we'll do. We'll have a, yeah. have yeah. a couple of beers. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Thank mate. You. We All appreciate right. it. Appreciate it, man. Talk All right, thanks, boys. Thanks, man. Bye. Well, that was our interview with Jack Brooks. Man, that's just what wild. an incredible story, right? Yeah. Oh. Could you imagine ninety thousand people? No, not at all. For your first, your first kick, no like real practice with the team at full speed mm. in front of you. Ninety thousand people, and what a great chat as well. Just really down to earth guy. Look to have done so much for his team as well. Like yeah, really... just that attitude as well. His, his highlights uh moments where he was helping out the team. He's like, you know, it wasn't, you know, my mm. personal glory kicking it through the, the goals, but like be able to be a part of that, that's, just, <laughs> that's unreal. And, and obviously as a mature age as well, like could you, can you honestly imagine that that's, that's bigger than, bigger than any AFL crowd you could get in Australia, like second to the MCG. Like, yeah. That's just... For just a, a university game. 
effectively. Mm. Like I know Sydney Uni have their rugby team and that type of thing, but they're not getting yeah. anywhere near. It's <laughs> not, not on the scale that we no. can fathom, is it? It isn't. A, it's a different. Uh, oh, thanks, Jack. That was great. Really good chat. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Onside Punt. And remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to review our podcast and subscribe. And also follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Cat, thanks for having us, mate. It's been a great episode. Thanks, mate. See you next time. All the best, man. Bye. Bye.